Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 welcome to the situation report today very glad to have you joining me this is the show where we do our best to give you the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture my name is jeremy stonlecker and today we are going to discuss an issue that i believe is absolutely essential for us once in a while to come back to to be reminded of and then to internalize. There are a lot of things happening in our world that if we're not careful can just be happening out there in our world. And we don't make the connection to what is happening here in our own communities, in our culture, in our country. We don't internalize what's happening around the world. And when we allow uh, the pain, the hurt, uh, the difficulties of others around the globe to go unnoticed or untouched by us, Uh, If we're not careful, we can start to believe that what they're dealing with could never happen here. That is unique to them. It is unique to their situation. We'll never experience anything like that here. And so we need to be reminded of what can happen if we don't pay attention. One of the topics that I like to discuss, and we often have guests on that help us discuss, is the topic of religious freedom. The freedom to worship God as one sees fit. I'm thankful to live in a country where we at least continue to talk about religious liberty and religious freedom, where we understand that our Constitution allows for, it makes room for free expression. We can worship as we see fit. That's very, very important. I believe certain very specific things about God and the Bible, but I'm thankful to live in a country where others who view their relationship with God and the Bible or whatever they would call their holy book may be different than mine, that they have the the right and the opportunity to express worship as they see fit. We have a long tradition of this, and again, uh, this right, this freedom is protected for us in our Constitution. In days of late, we have seen much of our religious freedom, our ability to worship God freely, uh, encroached upon by our government. In times of crisis, as we've lived through over the last couple of years, uh, emergency powers come into play and governments uh, overreach, even sometimes shutting down or prohibiting the free exercise of religion, the free expression of worship in the name of public safety. Uh, Other conversations that happen and have happened for a long time are around this division between church and state. That's what we say here in the United States, something that was never intended by our founders, but something that has become very much accepted in our modern uh, cultural environment. The separation between church and state, that religion should have no influence over the state. And yet, oddly, we're okay with the state having influence over religion. We could argue about that all day and Sometimes we do. (laughs) What we need to understand, though, is that this idea, this understanding of religious liberty and religious freedom is not only important today and is not only important historically, 
But if we don't view it in the right light and we allow ourselves to lose it, we allow it to be taken away, we allow governments and others to tell us how we can worship and where we can worship and what we can do and what we can't do, when we allow that to happen, the next logical step, the conclusion we will eventually come to, is that of religious persecution. Now, the argument could be made that to at least a limited capacity here in the United States, there has been some religious persecution. But what we experience here in the United States for voicing our opinions and our viewpoints is nothing like that compared to Christians around the world. And so, again, I like to come back to these conversations because these are topics, <clears throat> these are conversations that we need to be reminded of so that we can see the end of the thing if we don't take seriously the opportunities that we have to speak freely, to worship freely, to enjoy the freedoms that are protected in our Constitution. I came around uh, across an article uh, this week that um, it just reminded me of this all over again. I wanted to talk about it uh, from this week's Christian Post, um, February 2023. The title of this article is Chinese House Church Fears More Persecution as Two Preachers Remain in Jail for Defrauding Through Tithes. Uh, I want to uh, read you some of this. And again, this is how the Chinese government deals with, uh, with Christians broadly. But let me read you some of this, and then we're going to look at two other articles that uh, break out some of the statistics around Christian persecution in the world. Um, this article here from the Christian Post, the Covenant House Church in Shenzhi province in northeast China has request, requested prayers for its congregation as authorities are preparing to resume their investigation into a fabricated case that resulted in the imprisonment of two of its pastors and a church member. I'll pause there real quick. This is, it's so funny to me in an ironic sense, not in a comedy sense, but in an ironic sense. It's so funny to me that we believe as Americans that a pastor could never be taken to jail for something that they do or say under the guise of church work. Now, <clears throat> if someone actually breaks the law, <laughs> a pastor or anyone else, the pastors have been and are right now in prison for doing any manner of heinous things. Um, breaking the law should land one in prison. Worshiping God, functioning within the context of a local church in a legal manner, but doing things that are countercultural, that's not breaking the law. Um, and yet, here in the United States, we believe that no one would ever uh, take a pastor to jail. It could happen. We're getting very close. I'll continue reading. The case, which alleges that preachers Li Zhao and Han Zhadong and a church member, Wang Quang, had defrauded congregants. And for all the Chinese folks listening, if I said those wrong, which I most certainly did, uh, I apologize, it was not intended. Uh, it was not intentional, <laughs> right? Um, it alleges that they defrauded congregants through tithings and offerings, has been sent back to the Bureau of Public Safety for further investigation. The U.S.-based group China Aid reported this week, citing the church's prayer request. The resumption of the investigation will allow the police to continue their persecution of church members, said the group, which monitors human rights violations in China. The two preachers were arrested last August during an outdoor family camp. 
and placed in residential surveillance, the group said, adding that officials coerced false confessions from some church members, leading to the, the arrest of a third man, Wong Kuang. All three were subsequently charged with fraud based on purportedly false testimonies. Uh, Kuang's wife, uh, who gave birth to a boy a fortnight ago, questioned the false charges against her husband in a social media post. He is accused of fraud for giving tithes and offering to the church, she wrote. Um, Han Zidong's wife also wrote a letter to her imprisoned husband on January 12th, encouraging him to remain steadfast in faith and to share God's story with those around him. Quote, I have recalled all our stories recently. I realize that God called both you and me. I see God's amazing grace in our marriage and life. God's plan will continue. I have experienced the marvelousness of dancing with the Spirit, she wrote. Honey, you always reminded me that people should not put the lamp under a basket. I didn't get it before, but people living near us all care about us and are curious about us after the incident so that we can share our stories and God's story with them. End quote. The article goes on. The targeting of the house church started after Li Ji signed a joint statement by hundreds of Chinese pastors and leaders in 2018 declaring their faith. Um, again, I want to pause there. I'm thankful that in the United States, Christians don't need to sign documents declaring their faith. We can live out our faith freely. Uh, we can live out our faith, at least for right now, without fear of reprisal for simply believing what we believe as believers, as Christians. I'm thankful that we have that freedom. But I am also very thankful, I'm grateful for men and women like this in what we call closed countries around the world who are willing to sign a joint statement with hundreds of other believers proclaiming their faith, understanding the downside, potentially, of doing so. They understand when they put their name on a document like this, a declaration of their belief in God and their relationship with Christ, their declaration that they're Christians, they understand that the potential downside is persecution, real persecution, imprisonment from the government, and yet they continue. I'll read on. Linton Covenant House Church is one of many house churches in China that face ongoing persecution for not joining the state-sanctioned three-self patriotic movement. Christians in China have come under even greater pressure to demonstrate unswerving allegiance to Premier Xi Jinping by rejecting the Christian faith, according to a recent report by the United Kingdom-based aid and advocacy organization Release International. A growing number of evangelicals are being targeted and arrested on charges of being cults, corruption, or illegal religious activity. The government, under Xi Jinping, wants to control everything. They see Christianity is not fully under their control, says Release International's local partner in the country. China only recognizes five religious groups that submit to the government's influence. Christians from unregistered churches, including the heavily persecuted Early Rain Covenant Church, have also been taken in by authorities for questioning. China is ranked number 16 on Open Doors 2023 World Watch List of the countries where it is most difficult to be a Christian. Open Doors also warned in its latest report that China, uh, that the China model is being emulated by a growing number of countries. Quote, China is trying not just to dominate the international agenda, 
but also to reinterpret existing and coining new human rights. China is trying to push this revisionism into the mainstream of international diplomacy, partly by attempting to redefine the tasks of the United Nations, and most importantly, by filtering who is allowed to participate in debates on human rights now should be shaped in the future. On how, I'm sorry, how human rights should be shaped in the future. Countries as diverse as Sri Lanka, Myanmar, Malaysia have headed down this authoritarian path, joining such Central Asian states as Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, and, of course, Russia. Uh, I read this article, and again, this was this week, uh, very current. Uh, these preachers are currently imprisoned. They're dealing with this. The, the, their congregations, the churches that they are a part of, uh, the members are being persecuted. The government, it looks like, is just using something they trumped up <laughs> as a way, as a reason to persecute others with the ultimate goal of getting folks to renounce Christianity and to pledge their undying loyalty to the central government. I read this article and I was reminded of just how many Christians there are around the world who are dealing with things just like this. You see the list of countries that were mentioned even there at the end of the article, and it's un unbelievable. And yet we here in the United States are okay with allowing the government to control to the extent that they can how we worship and where we worship and what we do. We need to understand that the consequence of that gets us eventually to a place where believing in something even outside of the government, a governing authority, as in God, becomes a threat to established power. I would argue that it's already a threat um, and that if we are not careful, if we don't uh, very carefully refuse to allow the government to take control, then we will end up on a list of countries where persecution of Christians takes place actively. Uh, that leads me to the next article. This was found in Forbes magazine. One in seven Christian minorities under threat in 2022. One in seven Christian minorities under threat. On January 19, 2022, the article begins, Open Doors, an international NGO advocating on behalf of persecuted Christians, released their annual World Watch List. <clears throat> the World Watch List assesses 50 countries where Christians face the most severe types of persecution. The newly published data reveals significant changes in the situation of Christian minorities around the world. Uh, don't miss that last phrase. The newly published data, we're going to look at current data here in just a second, but this article says the newly published data reveals significant changes in the situation of Christian minorities around the world. According to the research, the persecution of Christians has reached the highest levels since the world watch list began nearly 30 years ago. Quote, across 76 countries, more than 360 million Christians suffer high levels of persecution and discrimination for their faith an increase of 20 million since last year, end quote. And again, I'll pause there before we continue reading. We like to believe that as the world becomes more modern, and, and by that I mean there are more conveniences, 
in places where there never were. Third world countries are now considered developing countries because they're moving into a place where modern convenience and uh, modern allowance is something that is, is available to them. The world is changing. As the world changes, we have this idea that persecution also diminishes. If you could put it on a graph, uh, we would believe often, if without saying it, uh, that as finances increase, as modern convenience increase, as resources increase, persecution decreases. What we're seeing is exactly the opposite situation. Persecution continues to increase. 20 million more being discriminated against for their faith year over year. The largest amount, the highest amount of persecution in the last 30 years. Um, I'll continue reading. 312 million Christians live in the top 50 countries alone. One in every seven Christians live under at least high levels of persecution or discrimination for their faith. One in seven Christians. For the first time in years, the top of the list was taken by Afghanistan rather than the usual culprit, North Korea. As the report suggests, since the Taliban takeover in August 2021, Christian minorities in Afghanistan have had to flee or go into hiding. Those whose names are known to be Taliban are being uh, known to the Taliban are being hunted down. If men are discovered to have a Christian faith, they are executed. If women are discovered, they may escape execution, but face a life of slavery or imprisonment. <clears throat> because of the dire situation in Afghanistan and the risk that soon there will be no Christians left, the triumph of the Taliban in Afghanistan has also boosted other jihadist groups and extremists in Africa and Asia. North Korea moved to number two in the list. Despite moving down the rankings, North Korea has reached its highest level for persecution. This is caused in part by the anti-reactionary thought law. There is no freedom of religion or belief in North Korea, and Christianity has been persecuted for decades. If Christians are discovered, they and their families are deported to labor camps as political criminals or killed on the spot. Gathering, and other, uh, gathering with other Christians is therefore almost impossible and must only be attempted in utmost secrecy. Somalia took the third place, with Christian minorities being explicitly targeted by the terrorist jihadist group Al-Shabaab. Even being suspected, uh, suspected of being a convert to Christianity means life-threatening danger. Anyone found in possession of a Bible or other printed Christian material is executed with the blessing of their relatives and community. And the list goes on. It breaks down country after country after country where Christians experiencing persecution does not mean that people are saying mean things about them. <laughs> it means that they potentially will lose their lives. The last paragraph of this Forbes article says this, the World Watch List 2022 paints a concerning picture of the situation Christians face around the world. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented, adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, 
and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For our exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code SITREP. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to buy the one, get one free offer. Enter promo code SITREP or call 800-870-0283 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. However, it does not stop with Christians. In countries where Christians and especially Christian minorities are persecuted, other religious minorities are subjected to similar treatment. Furthermore, the report makes a very important point that the impunity for such targeting of religious minorities begets further crime as it emboldens the perpetrators. It emboldens the perpetrators not only in the locality or country, but also across whole regions. This is a warning that we must take seriously. That is on Forbes.com. The final article I would point you to is found on globalchristianrelief.org. Globalchristianrelief.org. The question is asked, what is Christian persecution? And this is important because when we think about Christian persecution, again, often as Americans, we tend to think of people being unkind or trying to silence our speech. We, we talk about persecution when someone blocks us on social media or when a social media site doesn't allow us to post something. We're being persecuted for our faith. And I guess in the very strictest sense of the world, a word perhaps that is persecution. But that's not what we're talking about when we are talking about persecution around the world. Uh, Persecution around the world has a very serious, potentially life-ending implication. I'm going to read some of this article. I'm going to talk to you about this um, from this article, Global Christian Relief. But why do we need to remember this? One, we need to pray for those Christians um, and other religious minorities around the world who are being persecuted. We need to pray for them. We need to do what we can to encourage and support them. But we also need to take what's happening around the world as a warning of what can happen when uh, political power, government power goes unchecked. It becomes very, very real. From the article, What is Christian Persecution? On the Global Christian Relief website, Um, This is a recent article. A woman in in India watches as her sister is dragged off by Hindu nationalists. This is India. She doesn't know if her sister is alive or dead. A man in North uh, North Korean prison camp is shaken awake after being beaten unconscious. The beatings begin again. A A woman in Nigeria runs for her life. 
She has escaped from Boko Haram, who kidnapped her. She is pregnant, and when she returns home, her community will reject her and her baby. Think about that. When she returns home, the community will reject her and her baby. A group of children are laughing and talking as they come down to their church's sanctuary after eating together. Instantly, many of them are killed by a bomb blast. It's Easter Sunday in Sri Lanka. These people don't live in the same region or even in the same, on, uh, on the same continent, but they share an important characteristic. They are all Christians, and they suffer because of their faith. While Christian persecution takes many forms, it is defined as any hostility experienced as a result of identification with Jesus Christ. I'll read that again. While Christian persecution takes many forms, it is defined as any hostility experienced as a result of identification with Jesus Christ. From Sudan to Afghanistan, from Nigeria to North Korea, from Colombia to India, followers of Christianity are targeted for their faith. They are attacked. They are discriminated against at work and school. They risk sexual violence, torture, arrest, and much more. But the pain and tragedy are not the whole story. James 1, 2-4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. End quote. That joy is what we see when we hear and work with Christians all over the world who suffer because they serve Jesus. God cares for his people, and he will never leave or forsake them. There are many reasons why Christians are persecuted. Sometimes religion may be tied to ethnic cultural identity. In other places, governments that thrive on power view Jesus as competition and those who follow him as threats to their control. Still, others or uh, other areas put such a high value on their majority religion that any other faith is seen as something to be rooted out and violently oppressed. Here are some of the main reasons Christians are targeted for following Jesus. This is the list that I wanted to get to and wanted to share with you. Here are the main reasons. Number one, authoritarian governments who view Christianity as a threat to power. That number one is the number one, (laughs) I believe, uh, is the greatest danger to Christians, to uh, people of any faith, really, here in the United States. Authoritarian governments... And if you've missed it, you've been living somewhere other than here, apparently, or locked inside your house. Uh, But our government has demonstrated just how authoritarian it can be. Uh, The last few years have demonstrated nothing if they have not demonstrated that the government will take as much power as we are willing to give it, as much power as it can get control of. Uh, That is authoritarian. Authoritarian governments who view... Christianity as a threat to power, particularly as Christians and Christian communities and churches push back against that authoritarian overreach. The authoritarians will view that as a threat. We've seen that happen. We've seen that happen here in the United States. In some countries, Christian persecution takes place under authoritarian governments. In places like North Korea or Eritrea, authoritarian governments seek to control all religions, um, all religious thought, and expression as part of a comprehensive plan to tightly oversee all aspects of political and everyday life. These governments regard some religious groups as enemies of the state because they hold religious beliefs that may challenge loyalty to the rulers. Uh, that's what the article says, and, and I'll 
caveat with this. When we believe or when people believe that there is an authority that's higher than government, <laughs> they have, by definition, become ungovernable. Uh, they, have been co- uh, they have become uh, very difficult to control because they don't believe that the government is the final authority. Number two, why are Christians uh, targeted? Number two, suspicion of anything outside the majority cultural faith. This makes sense. The article says, in some places there is great hostility toward non-traditional and minority religious groups viewed as foreign or native to the culture. I won't read the rest of this, but I will say, this is why even as Christians, if you are a Christian, uh, we need to do all that we can to protect the right of others to worship as they see fit, even if it doesn't make sense to us, right? Even if we don't understand it, even if it seems uh, outside of the norm. Now, there are exceptions, of course. Um, Under the guise of religion, people have been hurt, people have been uh, sexually abused and assaulted and trafficked and murdered and uh, oppression and violence has taken place. Those things clearly are not okay. But peaceful expressions of worship that may be different than ours also need to be protected by us because persecution of one religious group will inevitably lead to persecution of all religious groups. We need to uh, be grateful for the fact that we live in a place where people can worship as they see fit, and we need to protect those rights. Number three on the list, extremist groups who want to destroy Christians. The article says, in some areas of the world, there are radicalized extremist groups who wage war against anyone who doesn't adhere to their specific interpretation of religion. For instance, in places like the Middle East and Nigeria, Islamic extremist groups terrorize communities and churches, killing those they consider to be infidels, raping and kidnapping women, and burning down homes and churches. Their victims can be fellow adherents of a religion. For instance, Boko Haram attacks on Muslims in Nigeria, but they always target Christians out of hatred for other faiths. And again, part of this is just the consequence of the wrong kind of religion, the bad kind of religion, the kind of religion that people use as the reason for killing others, for hurting others, for sexually abusing others. Uh, Their religion is what they hang on to, is the reason they are behaving the way they are. And so they must, again, of necessity, destroy other religions. Number four reason given, official and cultural domination of a single religion around the world. There are many places that have official laws instilled to tightly control or even discourage Christians from openly practicing their faith, all in the name of service to dominant religion. If there is a dominant religion, uh, anything opposed to that, anything other than that, needs to be uh, destroyed, set aside, persecuted, ended. Uh, This is the reason that we talk about not having an established religion as a nation. Um, This idea of separation of church and state is false for so many reasons, and we could break that down. Uh, But what we do understand is that the government cannot establish one religion over others. Now, historically, we know that as settlers came to the United States in different areas, that many of those were religious sects that settled in different areas. They had established religion. That was fine. But as a national or federal government, there can be no established religion. Why? Because it creates a situation where there is persecution of those who don't adhere to that one religion. It removes the the individual sovereignty to worship God. Um, 
but often that is the reason for persecution. Number five, and this is the last one, religious freedom is a disrespected human right. Uh, I'll read some of this. Freedom of religion, like all freedoms of thought and expression, is inherent. Our beliefs help define who we are and serve as a foundation for what we contribute to our societies. However, today, many people live under governments that abuse or restrict freedom of religion. Christians in such areas face persecution, suffer deeply, and are denied basic freedoms that humans should be entitled to. For instance, in Eritrea, there are violations of the freedom of expression, assembly, religious belief, and movement, in addition to extrajudicial killings and forced disappearances, extended detention, torture, and indefinite national service, which cause many Eritreans to flee the country. And this article continues, uh, but so often freedom of religion is a disrespected human right. And in places where most human rights are disrespected, the freedom to worship someone or something other than the government is not going to be respected and it will be persecuted. I say all of that and share these articles and these statistics and these stories to say a couple of things. One, we are so blessed for those that are listening that live in the United States. We are so blessed to live in the United States, to live in a country where there is still the freedom to worship God, to go to houses of worship, to places of worship, to worship with friends and family, with other people and community. Uh, the opportunity that we have as, um, as citizens of this nation to do all of that without the fear of the government taking us away to jail or persecuting us, uh, physically assaulting us, causing people to disappear or being placed in re-education camps. We're extremely blessed, and I, I don't think we always understand that. We also need to understand where those in authority will go if they are allowed to go there. We cannot allow our ability to worship, to be whittled away one piece at a time, to be moved from a right given to us by God and protected by the Constitution to something allowed by our governments. Because when our belief as Christians, even beyond the Christian community, our belief in religious entities and religious worship is viewed as dangerous to the power of those who are in charge, and those who worship will be persecuted. We need to be in prayer for those around the world who are struggling, who are suffering. We need to do everything that we can to stand in the gap, to stand up for our own right to worship, and to do so to protect that right for the generations of Americans coming behind us. We are so blessed. We have been blessed. We will only continue to be blessed in this area if we're willing to stand up now for what God has given. <laughs> it's a given uh, sovereign right given to us by God. What our Constitution has protected 
and what generations of Americans have fought to defend. Um, religious liberty, religious freedom is so important. Let us never take it for granted. I appreciate you listening today. Um, I love having guests on. We have the opportunity to do that often. We've had some great guests on, some great conversations. I do like from time to time just having the opportunity to talk, to uh, read articles, to discuss ideas, to be reminded of some very important issues at work, and hopefully these can serve as a reminder to you as well. If you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, please do that. Go ahead and subscribe wherever you are listening from, and then take some time. Go over to YouTube. You can find our channel on YouTube. Go to YouTube, of course, search for The Situation Report. You can find us there, and I uh, would love to share um, all that content with you. We've got a great catalog of content. Uh, the great thing about YouTube is you can leave comments very easily. It's made for that. It's made to be shared and uh, really create some community. love to have you join us there. Thank you for doing that. Uh, really appreciate you joining the conversation today and look forward to talking to you next time.